Uh, Chris, uh, by the way, uh, on the uh, Trash Watch podcast on iTunes, yes, uh, the episode title is Kidders. Ah, son of a bitch. Okay, I'll change that real fast. Kidders. Yeah. I'll Good luck now. I would just let that stand. People are gonna be like, "What the fuck is sitters?" <laughs> <sighs> so anyway, today's movie, Ernst Scared Stupid. Ernst. Welcome back to the Trash Watch Podcast. We got a little spooky this week. We watched Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, man, was this just a absolute joy. I'm Brian, and uh, I uh, had a week to think of a witty thing to say here, and I didn't. <laughs> and I'm Brandon, and I'm the reason we all watched this one. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, you're welcome, everyone. Oh, man. This is, I mean, this is my absolute favorite time of year, and this movie did not disappoint, Brandon. Uh, thank you again for, for picking this. Uh, before we get into it, well, I'll let you know you can rent this film. You should if you if you want to. There's a couple options. Uh, Amazon has it for like three bucks. But if you have a library card, and we should support our local libraries, you can download mm. the Hoopla app, and it's on there for absolutely free. So this week's not going to cost you anything. Yeah, not even ads on that. It's great. Not even ads. It was beautiful. Beautiful. It's a strong word for the cinematography <laughs> of this film. Oh, you didn't like the the super tight fisheye lens on Varney's face the whole time. Well, we'll get into the complicated cinematography of this film. Um, so I had I had a hard time with the opening of this movie. Did anybody else? And maybe I was just deaf or I forgot to turn my soundbar on. The very opening credits before we get to Ernest Scared Stupid, it it was silent, wasn't it? I know there was music. Okay, because I didn't hear a thing, and I'm sitting here going like, "There's red lettering and like some people's names," and I'm like, "This is really cheap." And then all of a sudden, it was like, "Ernest scared stupid." I gotta say, it's a bold move to open your children's movie with blood drip font. I love the blood drip <laughs> font. My first note on this film is blood drip font, baby. It felt it felt a little bit like the Goosebumps theme for sure. Any kids who weren't unsettled at that point will surely be unsettled by the subsequent opening credits montage where we're intercutting old black and white horror films with uh, Jim Varney <laughs> mugging to the camera. I legitimately do have a question, though, because based on how this town and the kids in this town react to Ernest as a human being... Do you think this is supposed to be like Ernest goes to the movies and people just pay to see him reacting to movies? Like, are we are we Ernest? Wow, man, that's deep. I, I mean, deep down inside, <laughs> we're all a little Ernest. We're all a little <laughs> Ernest. We've all learned the importance of being Ernest. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> uh. That's as classy as the humor's going to be today. <laughs> All right. Uh, so for anyone who hasn't watched the film, I'll give you uh, one very two plot synopses because one tells you what's happening. And the other one, I just like the language of. Okay. Both remind to be here. Uh, the simple synopsis is Ernest accidentally unleashes an ugly troll that plots to transform children into wooden dolls in the town of Briarville, Missouri. Which I'm like, yeah, fairly, fairly accurate. Pretty much. Uh, now here, I don't know if there's missing words or what, but here's here's this other storyline that uh, is written by Everett Poppin on IMDb. 
Life could be pretty if there wasn't someone like Ernest P. Whirl on this planet. In this movie, he helps to escape an evil troll out of his grave. That's the start of the end of the world. But, <laughs> but, Ernest wouldn't be Ernest if he wasn't planning on saving all the people. This action doesn't make it any better. It's getting worse. <laughs> the rumor come out. Does Bruno Mars is gay? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Exactly. Oh my god. Uh yeah, so uh, I'm gonna I think I think before we start, just to confuse everyone every more as we're talking about this film starring Ernest, um, do you gentlemen know where the character of Ernest comes from? Commercials, wasn't it? Yeah, it was that was invented by an ad agency, I believe John Cherry, the director and uh one of the co writers of the story of this film, the director of all the Ernest films. With Coke Sands, which, which is one of my like... notes. I'm pretty sure that's his nickname for cocaine. So I'm pretty sure John Kerry did a bunch of cocaine. And he's like, all right, Coke Sam's is my co-writer on this one, if you know what I mean. I, I literally said the story is by John Cherry and Coke Sam's. It sounds like two people with fake-ass names. It's like, oh, my that's my dad's name. And here's the thing to the right of me. <laughs> so John Cherry is a, an ad exec who works at the ad agency and it wasn't for a specific company they were just like a regional ad agency and what they did is they invented this character for all sorts of different companies so you can find old commercials of Ernest selling used cars selling hardware stores like they found Jim Varney and like the the greatest coincidence the fate shining down upon this ad agency found Jim Varney to play this character and all the Havern was him talking about the products that all the different people were selling and it became such a phenomenon that like people you know companies nationwide were hiring him and then eventually like fuck it put him in a movie <laughs> it'd be like the geico caveman first selling a bunch of other stuff and then starring in a tv show oh wait <laughs> oh no we are past the age where that can happen like because 100 oh, percent. i mean like i mean i'm trying to imagine like flow the progressive girl or that uh the at&t or whatever like any of the or jake from steak farm like none of these people like could possibly have like movie series yeah, which the actors are great. Like, all those people are all, like, UCB, Second City people. Yeah. That they're all these these bit parts in the commercials. But anyways. Uh, so, yeah, th that blew up from just being in uh, regional commercials to this is, I think, the fourth Ernest film. So what you're saying is you don't foresee in the future an Ernest reboot. I Well, first off, no, that would be disrespectful. Because, yeah, like, whatever, whatever you may think, like, Jim Varney owned it. No one else can do it the way he no, did. No, I like, agree. I 100% agree. There are some things I was watching, like, this should be garbage, but I'd like it because Jim Varney's doing it right now. Like, Yeah, like, I, I wrote down at one point, like, he's he's actually very talented. Like, when you watch him perform, like, he commits 100% to this character. Oh, yes. Yeah. Spoiler if you if you uh, look him up, he was actually, like, a trained Shakespearean actor. Like, there are clips of him... I can't remember if it was King Lear or Macbeth he's doing. Well, that's like um, Robert Englund. He went to the, uh, the the Royal Shakespeare Academy. Mm -hmm. like, And then he just got kind of situated into Freddy Krueger. And now he does all these, these crazy, silly horror films. But, you know, he's clearly living his best life. He's loving all of it, you know. Okay, let's jump into this one. So uh, as we previewed a little in our spiel, uh, we started with the blood font and the weirdest opening titles I've ever seen in my life. Uh, which, yeah, as we described, it is it is the classic Ernest, which for anyone who's not familiar is just like close up of his face while he's making weird face shapes, like whether bending his mouth or elongating his jaw and like furrowing his brow. Uh, it's just a series of those intercut with sped up footage from old black and white horror films that I assume are all ones in the public domain that they're like, OK, cool. There's one point where one of the clips is like just like this this woman belly dancing and it cuts to him like freaking out. And it's like, is Ernest scared of women? 
I think Ernest is scared of human interaction or like anyone that's an adult. Yep. So this opening there, um, there's like a POV shot of a girl being chased through the woods. Oh, I'm sorry. When does that occur? <laughs> Some time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago in Briarville. Oh so for those of you keeping track at home, this movie <laughs> opens with blood drip font. To get you a little unsettled, throws in a bunch of of like possibly disturbing horror movies, and then our first piece of narrative is a little girl running screaming through the forest, chased by an unseen monster. This movie comes out hard. I say, if you're too scared, though, don't worry. The little girl is smiling the whole time she's screaming. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> because she doesn't realize that the village is using her as bait. It, it's one of those child actor things. I'm like, oh, they're just excited to be there. They're smiling through the whole terror. I, I was legitimately, while watching this, writing in my head like a, uh, a, a SNL sketch where they use the little girl to catch the troll. And it's just like Chris Hansen coming out to catch a predator. You know, like, oh, uh, uh, Mr. Troll. Uh, go so ahead. you were going to you were gonna transform this little girl into a wooden doll, huh? Uh, oh, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, Trantor, is it? Trantor, is it? Have a seat. <laughs> Trolls is like, uh, c- can I leave? Oh yeah, yeah, you can leave at any time. <laughs> and then we get the uh, uh, after they after the troll is like snagged by the village, we get Jim Varney and his first of like fourteen characters he plays. But I will tell you, I love him as this character because it, it doesn't feel like a caricature at all. Like I'm like, oh, this is a really solid piece of acting from him. And kind of really, the only way you know it's him is because of the voice. Yeah. yeah. Like, they have this great great facial hair on them. This great, oh, like, button-choppy, like, curly. Yeah. Oh, it looks awesome. Um, uh, yeah, honestly, other, other than, like, evil Ernest and Ernest goes to jail, like, this is probably oh. one of his most grounded ca- Yeah, that's great, because then it's just, like, Jim Varney to be a regular human, which is wild, because he's so good. I did not remember from my childhood that this fucking troll talks in this movie. <laughs> Me either. I just thought he made grumbly noises, you know, the whole time. Oh, oh also, I, I feel like we need to point this out at this point. This troll looks, A, f- amazing, and B, much like Critters from last week, was made by the Chiodos brothers. So, you know, another another win for this awesome group of uh, effects artists. And that's not our only connection to last week, as you'll find out in terms of the interpersonal relationships of the people of this town. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so... Basically, they trap this troll, and they, they announce that they're going to plant a tree over top of it, and the tree is going to trap it. Like, as long as this tree's here, you'll be trapped forever, you stupid troll. And then we pull out and realize that, oh, all this information is being given to us in a young child's report for school, which Myra is like, that's a fucked up kid's report. Yeah, and I love that the teacher's like, no, 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 it was really creative. But really, if it was like now, she'd be writing, like, call CPS, we need to have a conversation. She's calling the girl, that girl's parents like, is everything okay? Yeah. Well, that teacher also is like, honey, we need a little more exposition. What is this specific curse? Okay. Okay, there we go. I also love in that, that report that she talks about the uh, the warrels and their curses that, you know, they'll get progressively stupider and stupider as time goes on. But the next shot in this is Ernest, and he has his little, like, garbage truck that he's added inventions to. Like, don't get me wrong, like, they don't work that well, but... Hold up. I mean, I couldn't do that shit. The first thing we see of Ernest is him in his garbage truck dragging a woman behind it. Oh, yes. And the whole town is just like, oh, Ernest. 
Yeah, also, he's like, he's the one garbage man for this town who apparently is supposed to pick up everyone's trash every single day. It's a very weird system. I don't know what this municipal system is, but I'd be very intrigued to find out more about it. Well, and I'm confused. Like, why is the garbage man in charge of cleaning up that one lady's yard? Yeah, like, if it's condemned, like, the police should, like, take away that stuff. And if he's, like, they need to be there to enforce the law if he's, like, taking away her property. It's very odd. Um, but in this, so we're in the classroom and we get introduced to the rest of our children character, which, uh, so there's Kenny who is supporting Elizabeth, who is the young girl telling the story. Uh, and then also the very important trope later picked up on by, uh, cool cat, uh, of the fat bully, you yes. know, in school, how the, the fat kids were always the one who were picking on other people and they were the alphas and everyone respected the fat kids. We only have two settings here. Okay. We have fat bully or fat jolly kid. Do you know what the name of the bully is? Uh, is, is it, oh God, the last name is Matthew Murdoch, the what? daredevil himself, the, <laughs> the daredevil of Hell's Kitchen is the fat bully. Holy shit, it is. <laughs> the troll took his eyes out. He's like, never again will I have to spit milk on someone. Wait, what? So is that, does that mean that the other, like his, his little best friend, that's Froggy? Uh, his, that's his brother. That's Mike. They're, yeah. Uh, so that's Mike Murdoch. Isn't that, wait, isn't that his alter ego? Jesus Christ. I think you're right. Yeah. He has, he, there's like arcs where he pretends to be his, like bro, his twin brother who can see. And his name is Mike Murdoch. And he's like the cool guy. And he just wears sunglasses. It's yeah. So a hundred percent. That's a reference. It has to be a reference. Did John Cherry and Sam Coke write a daredevil comic that we don't know about? God, I hope so. <laughs> Uh, so then we, we, we cut out to Ernest, who is fighting with his, the various contraptions that he has attached to his garbage truck, uh, the end result of which uh, has tossed him inside, and he is being trash compactored, uh, much like Star Wars. Just in case you thought there wasn't enough peril in the first seven minutes of this movie. <laughs> yes, the screaming child didn't, the troll didn't sell it for you. Like, well, we need to endanger the life of Ernest. That's what's important. And then we need to follow it up with Ernest, like picking up a, a baby doll and then doing ventriloquism with it to give it just enough humanity to make it so that it seems like he's brutally murdering this doll when he shoves its head into the gears. Well, but let's not forget that at this point we're introduced to uh, another key staple of the Ernest franchise, which is Rimshot the dog. And he is one of my favorites of all time. But this dog, I'm sorry, is actively trying to murder Ernest in this scene. The dog knows exactly what it's doing. He knows because ex- look at the rest of the movie. The dog does everything it's supposed to, everything it's told. It's trained better than any other dog. And you're one. I'm sorry. The dog is trying to murder his owner in this very moment. Rimshot was trying to save the town by killing Ernest, the only person, <laughs> the only person who could unleash the troll. If he had killed Ernest, then everyone would have been safe. I'm just now imagining an alternate ending to this movie where Rimshot kills Ernest and gets the key to the city and instantly becomes the new mayor. Yeah, there's a parade where they like put him on top of the garbage truck and it drives around town and everyone cheers for him. Just ladies in bikinis handing him milk bones. Before the truly uh, you know dark time of the soul that was Ernest talking to that baby doll and jamming it in the gears, I did also notice that he picked up the entire exhaust system from a vehicle that was just in the back of his garbage <laughs> truck. I was like, do you have a muffler? And then it zoomed out like, oh, no, he has the whole like exhaust system. It's like, did it fall off a car? Is this is the entire town just falling apart in front of our eyes? You know, it, it, but also, did, OK, I'm sorry. This is also the slowest 
garbage truck crushing in the history of garbage trucks crushing things. Uh, this also, when we introduced Ernest, though, that we are introduced to my my favorite bit of cinematography from the film, which is the constantly changing film grade. To the best of my guess, uh, the like close up fisheye, like wide angle shots that they do for Ernest that like start in the commercials, like him zooming up at the camera, talking to Vern. I'm guessing that the like regular film cameras that they use for most Hollywood films couldn't do that. Couldn't do those shots. Just in that couldn't way. contain the sheer star power. So instead of modifying his shot choice, he instead just like switched to video or lower grade film for those moments. And so the film is constantly cutting back and forth between different qualities of film and changes the lighting and the look. And it it's it never stops from here to the end of the film. It never stops. I know we've harped on this before, but it's never going to go with, away with me. Um, children with adult friends is just not okay. I know this is a kid's movie, or I think it's a kid's movie, but no. No, you can't have, like, 10, 11, 12-year-old kids just riding around in a garbage truck with a grown-ass man. Yeah, so let's get back to this. Uh, so our kids are walking away. We have uh, Kenny and Elizabeth walking away from school. Uh, that great line. They're talking about the bullies. Uh, and I think it is Kenny gets a line. If their IQs were any lower, they'd be plants. <laughs> and and the back mind is like, is this them trying to set up that they're going to become wooden dolls later? Or is this just nonsense? I th- I'm going column A, column B. It's a little bit of both. Because like, I feel like, like they sh- yeah, you could have called them like blockheads or woodheads or something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and also, this is when the little kid does a John Wayne impression, because, you know, seven-year-olds in 1991 love John Wayne. I literally wrote, like, oh, man, that classic kid's John Wayne pickup accent. I've been flirting with women the wrong way for as long as I've been alive. Of course, yeah. He gets a, he gets a kiss on the cheek at seven years old. I didn't have that kind of game. I also have a problem with that, too. I... I'm. I know this is like really dumb of me to harp on. Like kids getting kisses from other kids in movies, it just makes my skin crawl. I I hate it. Yeah, in movies, it's so definitely wrong. Uh, anything that like assigns romantic value to children is upset. Like uh, my recent crusade is, I get mad when like even if it's a baby and someone's like, oh, they got a little girlfriend in their class. Like, no, they don't. They're both children. They don't have boyfriends and girlfriends. They don't know that stuff. Stop assigning this garbage to them. And yeah, and films, it's exactly like that. Like, oh, whatever, we'll have the kids kiss. I'm like, you just got these two young children who are actors. And now these stranger adults are like, kiss. And the parents are counting the money going, yeah, 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 sure, whatever. Uh, Fortunately, they're they're rescued, as you would hope. The children who have been abducted into this garbage truck with the town stranger are saved by the sheriff. Thank God. You can tell that Ernest is dumb because he immediately starts talking to the sheriff when he pulls him over. And if there's one thing you don't do when you get pulled over, it's talk to the police. Well, he's white, so. The the two things you yeah. always say is, I do not recall, I need a lawyer. Even if you didn't do shit. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll warn you. One of my notes that comes later is this film is exclusively act two. So we're going to kind of just be talking about like random things that happen. And that's just kind of the whole movie. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, all right. So, so to get us moving, yeah, the, the mayor tells the sheriff, hey, we need to get Ernest over to Old Lady Hackmore's place to clean it up. It's an eyesore. Enter our star, Eartha Kitt, who looks like Doc Brown, who's wearing the Doc Brown outfit yes. and the hair and the goggles. It was like Doc Brown by way of uh, Grandma Adams. Okay, so this is my question. And, and honestly, it, it really wasn't answered for me. I, I know at the end, like, she's reunited with family or whatever. Um. Is she one of the little girls at the beginning of this movie? 
I think it's who she's supposed to be, the little girl, the little girl that we see in the prologue. Not not the one being chased, but there's a point where it cuts to this family, and one of them says, like, we'll, we'll get them back. So Ernest goes there, he knocks on the door, he catches sight of her and runs away scared. Uh, the first of many times, Ernest gets scared stupid. <laughs> Somebody's like, okay, uh, we got we, we run out of anger scenes, we gotta cut to the kids for five minutes and establish their bona fides in this story. Uh, yeah, where they're making their homemade haunted house that comes to nothing. That's like I'm bad at guessing children's ages, anyways. But the, it's seeing the haunted house. I was like, is this a haunted house for like five year olds? Because five year olds probably love it. Like there's spiders on strings, and they had like walk through a hallway with like peeled grapes, and like five year olds probably go wild for it. But I'm like, I, I don't think they're much older than five, so I don't know why why this is. And then I was thinking, is this part of the carnival that they're supposed to go to at the end of trick-or-treating? And if that's the case, then why the hell is this thing out in the middle of nowhere? I know. I think this is like the kids are, are you know, good capitalists. And they're like, well, our labor needs to be used to generate capital or we're worthless. So they have just taken it upon themselves to start a venture. Because as you see, there's a sign. I believe it is 25 cents per kid. But while they're exploring the haunted house, we, get, we have to reestablish the bullies. So the bullies show up and start shaking their haunted house. Oh, the brothers Murdoch? Yes, the brothers Murdoch show up. Uh, uh, Matt Murdoch and his brother show up and start doing sweet kung fu with the hand clan. Um, no. uh, I do appreciate this, though. While they're while they're bullying them, there's a little bit of scientific accuracy. It's like there's an earthquake and the brother goes, this is 7.3 on the Richter scale. I'm like, you don't get a lot of scientific jargon in bullying. And especially not in earnest films. Yeah, I, I really appreciated that. I'm like, good on you, bullies. I'm rooting for you now. So in true act two nature of just something that happens then leads to the next thing, which leads to the next thing and no like through line way, just like random occurrence way. Uh, this leads to the kids going to Ernest and saying, we we got we got knocked over by bullies. And he's like, you need a tree house, except he doesn't say you need a tree house. He has a psychotic break. <laughs> yes, he has this long, insane monologue about the Ottoman Empire. I'll give him this. Ernest is anti-colonialist. Yeah, but he does put on Ottoman face. <sighs> like, like, like of all the things, like what, like I understand Jim Varney is different time, but like I can't ignore it. Watching it now, like as a kid, I probably wouldn't even clock it. Even in the nineties, like this was, this was pushing it, man. Like that, that Fu Manchu and that makeup was a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and it's, and you could tell they were almost embarrassed by it because they only cut to that character like two times. Uh, they, and then he's not even there. Next time they do a montage of those same characters. But the rest of them, he does his class. He has like a, a wheelhouse character. He always does. He has like the woman in the neck brace, an older woman. Uh, he has this like British, uh, you know, colonial general. Uh, he has this like hillbilly swamp man who seems like he does homemade pyrotechnics. Honest to God, though, if this movie ended with like a long shot that just pulls out into wide, and it's just earnest, like leaning back and forth, rocking back and forth against a padded cell in an asylum that has been abandoned, I wouldn't second-guess it. It's going to be the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, and they're going to like, Dr. Vern, what's with this patient? It's like, ah, this poor man. He demands that we know what he means, and yet no, we can never truly understand. <laughs> okay, so uh, after this psychotic break that he has, the basic gist establishes, kids like, oh, we need to build a treehouse, then we'll have the high ground. That's That's the whole point of this. But they go on like a ten mile trek, yes. yeah, into the forbidden forest. Yeah, so they dodge some centaurs. If you've got the this forbidden forest that has like this tree that you know two hundred years ago was you know the cursed tree that nobody can destroy, it's like part of that place off. Put a bunch of yellow tape, just like 
ar- like you need an armed guard like 24 7 actually i feel like they missed a chance for a joke you should have had up signs and tape or whatever like warning troll beyond here like a bunch of like very exaggerated specific warning signs that Ernest is like well that don't mean nothing and just like tear the tape away this sign can't stop me i can't read <laughs> yeah this is where he has a good line though because we we're talking about the worries of the forest he goes the worst that could happen is dutch um disease and none of us are dutch there's a lot of this film where I feel like they let Jim Varney just kind of like go like, all right, you know, the Ernest character, just kind of keep talking and we'll roll the camera. And that feels like one that he just threw out there. And I really like that joke. So I had again, like I, I, I got a little um, a little tipsy during my viewing of this last That's night. A theme. And my first <laughs> I know, right? Well, it's how I get through these things. Um, my, my thought was there's that moment where Ernest goes through the tunnel and then uh, Kenny our our child hero of the film looks at this other two friends and is like yeah yeah you guys go on go through the tunnel and the only thought i had was oh this is Ernest is grooming kenny to become the next town serial killer like there's real dark it's hard yeah it's hard not to see these weird overtones like Ernest is written and intended and and like jim varney design has a very like great lovable unobjectionable character hey, but come on kenny we all we all float down here don't worry once uh once we get to the giant tree they build the world's most weird elaborate like garbage art deck art designed good old swiss family whorl yeah <laughs> and, and uh, i'm guessing approximately 23 minutes it takes them to like it seems like no time passed at all and they're like all right we have like a full multi-tiered multiple weapon supported this whole movie if i i was looking at trying to figure out the timeline the whole movie with the exception of a long time ago takes place in less than 48 hours just like critters yes it, and you're like this is the biggest day in the history of this town and they skip most of the second day if i'm being honest uh so then Ernest is gone for reasons and the kids are hanging out at their treehouse and the bullies come to attack the treehouse. And so to establish that it's right, this is where we get to see our our like lost boys weapons, I guess. It's it's it, this becomes Hook for like a hot 5 minutes. Yeah, I was going to ask did anybody look up to see when Hook was made compared to when this movie was made? I think Hook made? was 92. Okay. So, so it would have been probably in production at that point. So I'm saying Steven Spielberg visited the set of this probably and saw it and he's like, I'm stealing all of this. Could you imagine Mr. Hey, John, hey, John Jerry, that's a nice aesthetic you got there. Would be a shame if someone were to uh, throw thousands more dollars at it. I, now I just want to see like a, a Tuesdays with Maury kind of movie where it's Steven Spielberg having lunch conversations with Jim Varney. <laughs> my, my dinner, my dinner with Jim, my dinner with Jim. Yeah, also, we should note they picked up, when they went to the haunted house, they picked up a third friend, Joey, who, don't worry, they picked up a third friend for no reason. It's not so they can have an expendable character. <laughs> also, when they're when they're fighting off the bullies, they're sh- they start off, like, shooting cans of food at them, which, first off, is going to, like, which is going to kill them, first off. But then they, then they switch from cans to pizzas, and, you know... Again, the timeline is very screwy. When did they have time to make all these pizzas? Yeah, I'm also encouraging anyone who wants to try to get me to go away to go ahead and throw pizzas at me. That'll really show me. That's the only way I'll learn my lesson. Just throw whole, well-cooked pizzas at me. So they walk into the woods with nothing, and then they build this elaborate junkyard castle out of things that Ernest says that he has been collecting for a while. So my only thought is, like, Ernest is a hoarder, and all of this is spoiled food that he has taken out of the back of his his garbage truck to either eat later or watch it just harden and solidify and turn it into art. 
this whole this the whole rest of this movie is actually just a uh, fever dream from the food poisoning that everyone gets, and it just seeps into the town's water supply. <laughs> so the entire town sees trolls. I was gonna say I I don't think I don't think this town has a dump, and the reason that Ernest is the trash man because he picks up all the trash and it just goes away, and no one asks. And he's just like <laughs> keeping it all at his house. We can't fire Ernest. We don't pay him. It's his own truck. He just takes the shit and leaves. We can't fire him. We don't know where the trash goes. <laughs> where does it go? We don't fill out a W two for Ernest. He just shows up. So yeah, after the banishment via pizza. Uh, 22 minutes into the film, I wrote down, what the hell is this movie? <laughs> it took you that long, huh? None of, well, none of that is anything. Like, I, I had memories of this film. I watched this as a child. I was like, okay, I remember. Troll, milk, it's all there. It's in my head. Ernest running around. And, like, none of what I remembered was from the first 22 minutes. Uh, but also, this is this is where you learn that uh, the, the director has only, like, ever cut his teeth on these Ernest shorts. Because for some reason, even when it's just the three kids hanging out, he does, like, the Tom Hooper close-up that is, like bottom lip to eyebrow is the only thing in frame and he doesn't like do a wide shot he like whips back and forth between three kids talking and it's it's insane uh so then uh Ernest gets Ernest and uh Kenny get attacked by the troll finally right like a half hour in but for first but first though so what while they're building the house they're disturbing the only tree that Ernest should never touch or whatever and the little girl is talking about like Oh, yeah, your family line. You're not supposed to do this or whatever. The fact that Ernest P. Worrell doesn't believe in trolls is the most shocking thing in this movie. Well, no, Chris, that would be stupid. Well, he is scared stupid. <laughs> well, he becomes scared stupid. So at the end of the film, he's stupid. Right now, he's just regular Ernest, and then he gets scared to stupidity. Now, yeah, I was going to ask. That was another question I had later on when there's a kind of another lull in this movie. Is it Ernest is scared stupid? Or Ernest is scared, stupid, like we're the dumb ones. See, when I was a kid, I always interpreted it, despite the fact that it makes no sense in the film, that Ernest scared someone who is stupid. <laughs> like he's wearing an I'm with stupid shirt. It's like, I scared stupid, and it's pointing <laughs> at someone. Like when I was a kid, I was like, that's the sentence that makes sense to me. I'm a child. Yeah, yeah, so he comes back and he's like, well, the only thing it's this troll's going to get out, the old lady Hackmore told me I had to say this very specific phrase, which I just did, and then tap on it this way. I'm like, that bit was a little funny, a little like that. That's the kind of absurd we need. So the so uh, Trantor, you know, escapes from his tree prison. And does he attack Ernest here? Yes, he does, because this is the first like milk hint. Yes. And it's also I wrote down this line that Ernest says re he's. The trolls attacking him, and he's like, "Hey, hey, I, I, I saw Hulkamania three times." Which, how did we never get a Jim Varney Hulk Hogan crossover? Uh, the it's too good for this universe. Yeah, like, exactly. We, our universe is too sinful to contain that. The, the Oscars would have been canceled for every year after that because we've topped cinema. Like, well, that, and I, I like to think that Jim Varney was a pure human being that looked at Hulk Hogan and said, "No, no, you're too trashy to be in my films." I could see that. Hulk Hogan's personal life is not up to the level of Jim Varney, who, by all accounts, knock on wood, I hope this isn't contradicted, by all reports, is, was just a phenomenal human being. And I will choose to believe that and take that belief to my grave. And if not, we'll edit these films with Christopher Plummer replacing him. <laughs> he is, he is the, the... Do you know what I mean, Vern? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he's getting attacked by him. Unfortunately, since there's just all sorts of loose food around here, he kicks over a, a cooler containing a bunch of open milk containers, you know. <laughs> and like bananas. 
Oh. Like you keep in a treehouse, open milk containers in a small cooler. Oh. Milk and bananas. Oh, what a disgusting combination. Mm-hmm. Oh. So so, the, so while that's happening, the kids are leaving. So they're going home for the night. They get to the edge of the woods. They go, ah, civilization. And then they split up. And then nerdy kid just walks right back in. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> they're like, ah, civilization. And he's like, I guess I'll turn around and walk back into the haunted woods. I, I feel like I'm more upset that they just left that kid by himself in the haunted woods. Like, good luck, Does he man. live there? Is he, is he <laughs> actually? Like is was he adopted by old lady Hackmore? Wait, is he a he could just be like a ghost that hangs around these kids. Well, there's not been a Joey here in thirty years. <laughs> we we don't talk about Joey. Not since not since that nasty business down on seventy third. Down in the pet cemetery. Came back wrong. <laughs> sometimes sometimes wooden doll is better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Herman Munster. Oh. All right. Oh. Uh, yeah, but as you might imagine, this third friend who was introduced out of nowhere uh, is the first person turned into a wooden doll by our troll, uh, which this is when the troll demonstrates his ability to perfectly mimic voices, because for some reason, he's like slipping into a mud pit like he's the fucking horse from NeverEnding Story. <laughs> He's like, I was a goner. I was like, is that an endless pit? You were just, you would have been in some mud. What's the problem? But, okay, but much like the girl at the beginning of this movie who's smiling the whole time being chased by a troll, he's also kind of smiling while being rescued by the troll. And my only thought was he is so happy that he is technically dead for the next two quarters of this movie. Um, oh, yeah. That's why I wrote down, I know, like, if any film has a prophecy, it's automatically, like, plus three points in my... If, if you give me a prophecy in the film, like, oh, great film. Love it. So, uh, so you just, you love that Pan movie from 2014, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that that was a movie, I was, I was super excited to see it right up until I saw a trailer that brought up the prophecy. I was like, oh, get out of here. It's like, not, not in Peter Pan, like... So, I gotta, I gotta tell you, um... So when we did last week's Trash to Treasure on Critters, there was a shocking amount of people that watched Critters, gave it a five-star review, but also watched that Pan movie and gave it a five-star review. Now, that's a Venn diagram I didn't expect. Right? <laughs> yeah, so the troll the troll is loose on the town. Uh, so Ernest is going around trying to convince everyone. He talks to the sheriff. Okay, so I had a note here. The sheriff... Two notes, two parts, okay. Number one, he knocks on the sheriff's door, and as soon as the sheriff opens the door, he does a thing that nobody does where they just walk instantly into the door without being be like, oh yeah, come on in. And that drives me insane. But also, the sheriff calls him Ernie, and I don't think Ernest is okay with that. No, it feels disrespectful. It really does. I was sitting there like, you do not call Ernest P. Worrell Ernie. He's not a fucking Muppet. I, I would love it if just like, yeah, Ernest is in the middle of this, you know, rantic, rambling, and he's just like, you know, blah, blah, blah. So calm down, Ernie. First off, never call me Ernie. Like, I was waiting for a Christian Bale yelling at the light guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are? You know, because honestly, if you think about it, Ernest is as close as Americans have to royalty. So much like the Queen, you have to follow a very specific... <laughs> I mean, later in the film, he is called the Great Redneck Hope, which I'm like, I agree. <laughs> oh, 100%, man. Like, I could see Jim Varney doing ads for Biden this year. If the, Just try to be like, hey, I understand we're, we're rednecks, but come on now, people. Let's not be crazy. Consider the state of the world since Jim Varney died. Yeah, he was yeah. the glue holding the world together. 
the next note I have is Ernest going to the brothers who are shooting the commercial. Well, f- well, first, first he when he's visiting Eartha Kitt, she's looking through this book uh, that's like trolls, trolls and other tree devils. And I had a question. Yeah. What are those? Uh, what are the other tree devils? Do you think? Because I feel like Woody Woodpecker is one of them. See, oh, one hundred percent. I think what you don't know is much like John Carpenter with Halloween. Uh, the uh, Sam Coke and uh, John Cherry they they wanted to create a series of Ernest Scared Stupid Halloween films, and they, we were going to be introduced to the other ones. But you know, people were like, "Yeah, we just need more Ernest. We don't care about the monsters." Yeah, they, anymore, they you know, yeah, the, the third the the Ernest Scared Stupid three really tanked because everyone was like, "Where's Ernest?" Like, I thought Ernest was supposed to be in this movie. Well, you know, Ernest season of the witch was a bit of a stretch for them. You know, uh, so uh, we have uh, two brothers. Only one of them is the regular because they're they're the the tulip brothers in this film uh yeah so they run this store with like a discount store that sells everything uh, including when ernest goes there he tells them the problem they have pre-printed materials for an awful lot of troll fighting yeah equipment. where did they get all this merch that was gonna be my question too they have troll spray no troll strips an album of troll love songs like printed up labeled ready to go now like the generous reading like granted that's the audience it's just part of the absurd charm of the film. Like the screenwriter didn't think of, you know, you know, John Cherry and his cocaine didn't think any further than this. Uh, but you could argue like, oh, well, maybe trolls are like the tourist attraction of this town. So they have a bunch of stuff. But which if they are aware of that, then why wouldn't you bar off the tree? Right. Um, in, in, a, in a short list of legitimate laughs in this movie, I have to tell you, I heartily chuckled at the line does a fat puppy hate fast cars yeah <laughs> that's, that's pretty good a, that's really good man it's great writing yeah um oh boy uh yeah so now now's why now why I, why I realized i was just thoroughly in like we're in act two of a film that's all act two so this is he gets dressed up in all the equipment at eartha kitt's house for some reason he goes to eartha kitt's house puts on all the equipment walks downstairs well well ernest has to have a sidekick or else he can't exist well that's what rim shots for well yeah uh, okay so that i i wrote a note here and i was curious of what anybody else thought do you think ernest is actually this crazy or do you think at this point he's just like upping his crazy game in the hopes that someone in this town will eventually just be like okay we need to commit this guy and unfortunately like nobody wants to be responsible for him so the antics have just gone to a looney tunes level I, I don't want to assign that much reality to him. Like he, in my mind, he is like, we're going to find out he's going to go off to like another planet or he's going to be like mix Mr. Mitzelpidlik and like go to the fourth dimension, like go to another dimension, the fifth dimension. Someone says Ernest backwards and makes him disappear. Yeah. Like that. That's what he is in my mind. Like everything he does makes perfect sense to him. Uh, yeah. Cause, cause it, yeah. So he buys all this stuff and then like we see him for one moment where he's walking down the stairs at Eartha Kitt's house wearing all the stuff, and then cut away. Eartha Kitt barely even comments on it. She just, like, rolls her eyes, and then he's no longer working with her. It's a very odd moment. Um, I gotta say, though, this this the troll, the troll puppet looks amazing all the way around. With the exception of, like, the other trolls that are birthed later on, they, they kind of feel like discount store trolls. But, but At least one of them is a repainted killer clown from outer space. Yes! Which... The Chiodos brothers made so a hundred percent. We don't really, we don't really see it until later. But I do want to talk about this with the trolls, with the Trantor. Like, what is with those green pantaloons he's wearing? Uh, they were very fashionable a long time ago when he's from. 
That was the fashion of the time, Brian. You know, and, and, and for a guy that's been, you know, living in the roots of a tree wrapped in burlap for some unknown period of time, he's done pretty well for himself. You know, he still looks pretty put together. Now, it is a little disappointing that when he gets, like, super powered, really all that happens is, like, some worms grow out the side of his head, but... yeah. Although the the nails the nails look good when they that's when true they the nails grow. do look good At, like until they shot the nails I was like man come on like yeah, they ran out of money they were on their last like twenty five cents at the end of this production apparently um, this was also the moment where I said oh we need more Eartha Kit in this movie that's a note for every movie yes, yes. Uh, I I had also my my second legitimate laugh in this movie is is Jim Varney's reaction to where the troll trap slams on his fingers. I'm like, that bit of slapstick made me just cackle. I had to stop watching the movie to stop laughing for a minute. Because I'm like, there's a hard slam and a, and a deadpan down to the camera. Look back at the fingers, look back at the camera, and then scream. That's going to get me every time. Yeah, so, so that's what I want to think about this process. So yeah, that's what we see him doing. He sets up this trap with a, with a dumpster for the troll. Uh, that is during the day. Now, at this point, it's been established by the Eartha Kitt scene that basically the troll needs to get five wooden dolls. He needs to capture five children uh, before the end of the day, and then that will like unleash uh, the troll army on the Earth. Uh, after this scene with the trash can, they smash cut to night. Like, no other work was done during the day. And I think at this point, they jump ahead and like, ah, yeah, and the troll has, I don't know, let's say uh, three people as wooden dolls. Well, we do. There is that, like, brief shot where he uh, just, like, tackles a skateboard kid. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's fair. Which, that's just, he just hates skateboarders. Just another child in this movie that has nothing to do and all of a sudden disappears into a wooden toy. <laughs> Um, even Rim, I, I, I had a note here, like, they have found the most sarcastic dog on the planet to play Rimshot, because he just keeps looking at the camera like, side pan, why the fuck am I here? Every single time. And I am, I'm in, a, I'm in for it. One of the next scenes we get is, uh, like, all these parents are at the sheriff's office complaining about, like, oh, a couple kids are missing, because some of them have turned to dolls now. Uh, amongst the complaints, I found out one woman says, my trash hasn't been picked up in two days. <laughs> Which is when I realized that they expect Ernest to pick up his trash, everyone's trash, every single day of the week. I mean, you gotta keep him busy, because if, if, if Ernest has idle hands, like... Forget yeah, about the, it. idle hands are earnest playthings. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, how, how shitty of you to be standing around hearing about people like, we can't find our kids. They've been gone for two days. My trash is piling up. On the other hand, that is... It's accurate. No, 100%. 100%. Like, my thing's more important. I forgot. We have a couple, like, snippets of things that aren't connected to anything. Uh, the bullies jump out dressed up like trolls uh, to scare Kenny. And then they run off, and then his mom yells at him. They're they're about to, like, clockwork orange this kid, just, like, beat him with a cane. Yeah, and then his mom shows up, scares him off, and is like, how dare you, Kenny? What are you doing? We're a, you need to be a manly man. Kenny grows up to be, uh, grows up to be Cameron in uh, <laughs> Ferris Bueller. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Kenny's got a lot of problems. She's the only sensible parent in this movie because she's basically like, do not hang out with Ernest P. Worrell. You're a child. Uh, yeah. We also then get uh, Elizabeth, who is who is at home, uh, and she is she decides she is too scared to go trick or treating, and her mom's like, "You got to put your costume on." She's scared. She wants her mom to look under the bed. She had this great moment where they build up the tension. She peeks under her bed. Nothing there. She relaxes. Turns around. Bam! Troll in her bed. I will tell you this. This gave me a hard flashback. This was, I think, this was the moment where I'm like, oh yeah, this movie is problematic for my childhood because I'm like, oh no, he's gonna be right behind her. I know he is, and when he was, I was like, 
fuck me. I hate this movie. I wasn't too startled by it because I was too busy thinking about what kind of a name for a teddy bear is Snuffy's. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to dunk on a little girl who just got turned into a wooden doll, but that's a shit bear name. It is a shit bear name. Also, how does the mom not hear this blood curdling scream and come running? Uh, it's wine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy's got her medicine. Go to the school, honey. <laughs> it's mommy's Moscato time. Just, just indoor voice. Indoor voice. So, uh, yeah, so those are all things that happen. Then we have Ernest. Oh, something has set off his trap. Ernest driving around, his alarm goes off, so he picks up the uh, the dumpster. He drives to the sheriff's office. He interrupts the meeting with all the people. He's like, I got him. I got this troll trapped in my truck. And so they go outside, and in another bit of reality, much like the white woman complaining about her trash, the cop immediately pulls out his gun and points it at the truck. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, he does not believe the troll exists, but he is ready to shoot whatever is inside of that. Um, I also said Rimshot dressed like a Cub Scout is worth every minute of this film. Just oh, yes, because he was he was part of a trap. That's right, because it's like, you're going to be a little kid who's going to lure him in. And... He's, he's the bait. Oh, it's so adorable. He's a weebelow. I love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm gonna, oh, yeah, man. We're going to just be jumping sparkly towards the end because we're also on a time limit today, but... Yeah, so we we have Kenny getting chased through a dark street by the by the troll, which at this point is you know it's it's mimicking Elizabeth's voice, and it's now we're just do now it's the bear monster from Annihilation. Why does the troll only have to catch one more child, but he is so persistent on catching this one child who has done him no wrong? Because there are literally no other children in this town except for the ones who are already at the Halloween party. Oh yeah, they're God. all. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, I do. I do want to know. I, I have a note here, and let me see if you guys remember what this is. I, I wrote down the words "the fun bunch." Oh yeah, that's the band that's supposed to be playing at the, uh, at oh, the Halloween that's party. That's it. Yeah, sorry, sorry. We got okay. the best band in Lucas County, the Fun Bunch. I'm like, the that's the bunch. shittiest band name I've ever heard. <laughs> it's like... I mean, I would go see their shows, but in the way that like I go see the room in theaters. Like, <laughs> yep, yep. I'm like, yeah, bring on the Fun Bunch, play their fun song, bunch. having a fun time. That's the band with the third stringer uh, Wahlbergs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then all of our players arrive. Earth the Kit, Ernest, the kids, the mayor, the sheriff. They're all at the school, which is like the big Halloween party. Because I, maybe it's me, but uh, movies apparently between this and Hocus Pocus seem to think that there's like a big Halloween party that everyone goes to in towns. We did not like we went trick or treating. There was no giant Halloween party for the whole town. Is that just my poor upbringing or? No, no. Okay. So as a pastor's kid, we used to have like a fall harvest party for the, for the youth in the church and you could invite friends and stuff, but it never coincided with trick or treat night. It was always like a day before or a couple days after, um, because who would want to like miss out on their trick or treat time? So uh, they're about to do this costume contest there. The mayor's announcing it when Ernest bursts in, screaming like a madman. Troll in the dungeon! <laughs> yes. So then we thought you ought to know. That's where we find out Voldemort's on the back of Ernest's head. Um, <laughs> I have a line here that says he never knew when to quit was also one of my favorite laugh lines. Oh, yes. That's that's a great gag. It's At some it point, Ernest twice, is psyching too. himself up and he's like, you know, as my fourth grade teacher used to, it's like, it's like you know, he Ernest never Ernest gives up. fourth grade teacher. As my fourth grade teacher said, and it's just this like smash cut to his fourth grade teacher and like fourth grade Ernest is writing on the on the chalkboard and she's just looking deadpan at the camera like he never did. And then just like slaps him. 
<laughs> yeah, he never knew when to quit. Oh. And, yeah, and then he screeches, screeches, like he screeches yes, his fingernails so on the board. Cool. She smacks in the back of the head. Oh, so, so then great. later in the film, they come back to that exact same sequence, and it <laughs> yes. is, Mwah. and it's like we need the, That's the kind of humor that this movie needs. Same with the uh, the doing the curse before. It's like. If the movie just committed to that level of, of absurdity, like that, yeah, they they, they never really got the formula because they were good enough. Like the Ernest films up to this point have been successful. Like I think this one is even successful enough to get one more into theaters. Yeah, uh, um, it's not. I would say it's it's not the best Ernest film. Which I'm sorry, is Ernest goes to camp. That is the, Ernest goes to camp is the most legitimate movie. My yes. favorite is probably Ernest goes to jail. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like as a film, I recognize Ernest goes to Ernest goes to camp. They're like, all right, let's. I'm assuming they had a like a script about a camp, and they're like, all right, let's see if we can work an Ernest character into this. I mean, my favorite is uh, Ernest Six. Ernest goes to hell. <laughs> oh, you and don't like Ernest, and then Ernest takes Manhattan. Yeah, you don't like <laughs> Ernest X, where he goes to space. <laughs> the fact that they never put Ernest in space is kind of sad. Oh, also, uh, we got we got to go quick because I do have no, I do have a couple goose we need to at least cover in this one. Uh, so they're at the party, uh, and this they get the last doll they need, which is the bully, uh, the the bigger of the bully brothers, Daredevil the himself, Daredevil Matt himself, Murdoch. Matt Murdock. The troll shows up, and I had a question: Was the bully dabbing when he got turned into a doll? <laughs> it certainly <laughs> did, looks like did it. Did Ernest invent dabbing? Uh, well, okay, so that was the other question: Is all these kids they get turned into wooden dolls in weird like? Laying down, reaching outward position. Like it's literally whatever position they were in when they got yeah, transformed. But they're all kind of like splayed out. So I, I almost wonder, like whoever made these wooden dolls, they looked at them and were like, okay, I only know how to carve this. So this is what they all have to be in a position like that. And John Cherry took a big old snort of his co-writer and uh, said, <laughs> all right, let's do this. All right. <laughs> Um, so then Ernest gets attacked by the troll, but he gets knocked into an ice cream stand. So the troll gets scared and runs away. But Ernest doesn't connect the dots yet. No, the kids make the milk connection so Except, quickly. Here's what happened. Okay, I'm an I'm a grown adult. Yeah, who's seen this film before yeah. and knows what the answer is and is watching it. And the yeah. kid looks at the ice cream, looks at the stand or whatever, turns the camera and goes, "Mother's care, milk. That's it." And I went, "What's it?" What dots did you just connect? <laughs> what, what the fuck's happened? Well, what, do you well, what, you that's it? what you don't know is Kenny is still breastfeeding at age 11. Oh, that's upsetting. <laughs> that's I'm moving on to, to note that Eartha Kit on a bike is my favorite thing in the universe. Yes, yes, that and um, the children just like running into the grocery store and stealing all of the milk products. And like Kenny's just like, well, fuck you guys. My dad's a sheriff. I can do what I want. There's a thing that I guess that that would explain it then, because earlier in the movie, Ernest goes there and the clerk sees a troll and like the clerk gets out this double barrel shotgun and is about to like blow Ernest's head off to hit the troll. Uh-huh. But now in this point where these kids come in and are just raiding his store, somehow he he just comes over with a broom. He's like, ah, get, sh- scat you. Uh, well, Brian, I for one am I for one am happy that the clerk wasn't going to immediately murder children for stealing. <laughs> This, this is the taxi driver universe. Nothing <laughs> but sh- double barrel shotguns everywhere. Oh man! Well, he well much like critters, he only used the two shells that he had and missed. Yeah, this um the the movie spoke to me though. I think it speaks to the same thing that like my brain likes as a kid in Little Monsters, which is a movie I'm probably gonna make us watch in the future. Yes, please. I love Little Monsters, uh, which is like kids gearing up for war. So like 
in that one they like raid the supply closet at the school and this one i'm like yeah I'm like, when i was a kid i was like fuck yeah get your bikes put a bunch of goddamn milk in there you gotta get some super soakers <laughs> like i that's this is a sequence i remember very clearly is them just robbing the store i love it Ooh, one other thing i made a note of that uh when ernest comes into the school is he gets thwarted temporarily by a by a pole door that has this like little there's like cut out of of like a vampire on the on it that's like putting its hand out like ah 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 no entry allowed and I just I really want that picture because it just I want I just want that to put that on my bedroom door just like ah 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 uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well well I'll I'll do some eBay seeking and try to find that for you there <laughs> uh, so we so we get to our climax Ernest and all the parents of town have come to the tree to fight the trolls. Uh, which now there's a bunch of because they got the fifth doll. So all these uh, lima bean or what are they call Brussels sprouts have fallen to the ground. They look they, when, by the when the eggs are are like fully formed, they kind of look like mini Audrey twos, yeah. like that they're about yes. to like just burst out and be like, "Feed me, Ernest! Feed me now! <laughs> Feed me, Ernest!" Uh, but when this happened, it made me it, like I was watching the movie and I was like, ah, I wish this would happen. And I was like, oh, wait, that happens in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> so I, I have I I have another confession about this movie. Um, much like Air Bud, where the owner of Air Bud hits Air Bud with the newspaper. And I sobbed um, as a child when Rimshot gets turned into a wooden toy, I wept for, like, a solid few minutes. I, I think, again, another reason why my dad is like, yeah, you, you we're not allowed to watch Ernest go s- scared stupid I can see that. Again. Like, violence against dogs, especially an amazing dog like Rimshot. Yeah, Chris, Chris, that makes sense, though. Like, that, that makes sense because, you know, it's sad when a dog gets turned into a wooden doll. Like, you have a connection to dogs, and it's yeah, just it's very yeah. heartbreaking. Like, I, I, My tear-up like... moment as a child was when it was in the Pokemon movie when Ash gets turned to stone. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes! Uh, see, we're sensitive souls. I promise we're not all sociopaths on this show. That's Speak true. for I, yourself. I, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that's. I'm not weighing in on this sociopath one. I mean, Chris. Again, I I was I was advocating for a clerk to just mow down these children with a shotgun. Like, apparently, yeah. He's like, clearly, he has a shotgun. Why not use this on the people robbing his store? I mean, but as we've all learned, people are terrible and dogs are good. So it's true. I'm That's, like, yeah, that was during like the most actiony sequence. I forget. Well, yeah, I skipped over that. So on his way to the tree, like Ernest is fighting the troll on his truck and like the trolls on the roof. It's it's the most actiony sequence, but there's not I don't know. I don't have a whole lot to say about it. Yeah. I'm just yeah. Ernest fighting. But like also. So I guess dogs aren't people because that would be the fifth thing. I was kind of hoping for like a xenomorph moment where like the dog, you know, it gets put in the tree and the trolls kind of turn into dog trolls. That would be fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there actually, like, there's probably a lot of like stuff like that we jumped over. But honestly, like I said, the film I mean, is the, all the, act the, two. the last 30 minutes of this movie is just kind of miscellaneous action. Yeah. Uh, so uh, but anyway, as I was saying quickly, the one thing I wish that they would do that Buffy actually did is I was like, this troll is around 200 years ago. What if like all the parents show up and they just like use their guns and the guns nowadays are really effective against these monsters and they kill them just with weapons? Oh, now you're fine with everybody breaking out double barrel shotguns, huh? Against trolls, yes, Brian, because they're not shoplifters. I don't think shoplifting Excuse is me, worth people's Brandon, lives. Brandon, these troll eggs are children. Uh, not for long. No, they're like jacks. They're like Robin William jacks. So it's okay. <laughs> I do get a great moment. The the brothers who run the shop in town, uh, they both show up 
uh, while everyone's fighting the trolls. And he immediately goes like, this is going to make us rich. Get pictures. And like the older brother just goes, literally just says, money, money, money. Yes. Like towards camera. And I was like, fucking perfect. What a For great... some reason, I thought the brothers had like a pen and Teller situation. I thought the skinny brother never talked and that illusion was broken for me. Yeah, he just talks infrequently. That's true. Yeah, he does speak. Um, but this also, well, I wrote down, great plan, adults, because the adults decide to show up, not even with a lot of weapons. Like, the sheriff has his weapons, but everyone else seemed to walk like, are they just going to, like, fist fight these trolls? <laughs> <laughs> what was their pl- Even 200 years ago, they had nets and shit. And double-barreled shotguns. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the curse spread to the whole town. The whole town got dumber. Uh, so then our kids arrive and start kicking ass with the milk and super soakers. Uh, yeah, Kenny rescues his dad. This is a, a weird, great moment. This is the kind of shit this movie needed. The the trolls steal the dad's gun, sw- takes out the bullets. The dad goes, oh, no, not the bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, you should be more concerned if they had just, you know, turned around and shot you in the face with that gun that they stole. Right. But they eat. One of them puts the bullets in his mouth, and then the other one gets a board. <laughs> Hits the other troll in the back of the head, which then causes the bullets to shoot out of his mouth as if his mouth were a gun. I will tell you, the last 15 minutes of this movie, I actively stopped taking notes because I was just enthralled watching this fight. It was so much fun. Oh, yeah. it's Like I said, this this is the kind of nonsense that we need in this film. Uh, but Kenny rec- rescues his dad from uh, those those trolls shooting mouth bullets at him. Uh, with thing, And then the dad goes, go get him, Kenny. Not, hey, Kenny, oh, it's milk? Cool. Give maybe me the adult to risk my life. Give me the milk and I'll go do it. He's in like... Oh, he's ha- he's handcuffed to the car, I think. But no, he has, he has to hand me the keys. Remember? He says, oh, give me the keys. He gets him the keys, he unlocks himself, and then he's just like, go get him, Kenny. Big thumbs up. <laughs> well, I, I'm sticking to the story that the dad really doesn't like Kenny, and he's like, yeah, if he doesn't make it through, we'll be fine. So Eartha Kit pr- punches a troll, screams at another. Puts, yeah, puts, her, puts other dolls into the tree, in case you didn't get what was going on yet. Uh, I, I, I will I will say this. The the earnest kiss. Oh, like it turns my stomach. Yeah, so much. Uh, I, I, mm. So so to lead into mm. this is basically at some point Eartha Kid has said, you know, it's uh, the you know, needs the Not unconditional the love and the heart yeah. of a child. And she whispers this to uh, the mayor, and yeah. Ernest hears it from 20 <laughs> feet away. Two characters who have not talked to each other, and the mayor, like, doesn't react. And then in the next scene, the mayor's like, kill it! Like, immediately after she goes, like, oh, it's not the milk. I need unconditional love. The mayor immediately hears that news. Half the town is yelling, kill him, for in support of Ernest. The other half is yelling in support of the troll. Like, we can live with yeah. one troll. Like, now that's just one, we can be fine. Well, like, he could be, maybe he's a better trash man. Who knows? Let well, them fight. <laughs> Listen, he got rid of a he got rid of a handful of shitty kids in this terrible town. I, I so far he is not the antagonist as far as I'm concerned. But so Ernest realizes, oh, the unconditional love. Instead of fighting, he just holds out his arms like, "Give me a, g- give me a, where my, where's my hug at?" And then waltzes with him. Yes, yep. <laughs> which I thought the waltzing was delightful. And then its head explodes. Yes. <laughs> Now, so I, I did a little digging today because I was curious how they did the, um, like the slime drip, like the, like like stretchy mozzarella cheese from lip to lip. Um, they used the same thing that they did in Ghostbusters. This is uh, wallpaper glue. So Jim Varney kisses a, a guy or, or a gal in this troll rubber head with wallpaper paste and pulls it away from his face. And still gives us this 
just absolutely Looney Tune delightful. And I am in fucking love with it. I loved everything about this moment. Yeah. And also, I don't want to doom the town, but that does seem like a condition to his love if he has to say ooh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Man, this is why Ernest never has a girlfriend. Uh, yeah, so all the kids are... So the trolls are destroyed. All the kid, dolls are transformed back, including the ones from the past. Which, honestly, I wrote down, I was like, holy shit, can I get a Kids Out of Time sequel? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, but Ernest is all sad, and he's like, there's nothing in that tree for me, and then... But there's something in his truck, because Rimshaw's back to normal. Yay! Shadow! <laughs> I'm so um, glad the dog came back. And I wrote down this note, when he's happy to see his dog again, he said, we're going to do nothing but eat the best kind of dog food. And he's got me thinking, like, first off, is Ernest also going to eat that dog food? Because that's bleak. Well, I mean, I, I would be curious to see how Ernest goes grocery shopping because I'm pretty sure they just destroyed all the food in his house in the earlier scene by throwing it at the bullies. Ernest Ernest's home life is Brad Pitt and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like he just goes, just <laughs> makes a whole box of mac and cheese. Okay, uh, so that is our Ernest Scared Stupid. I do want to bring you, I, I, I happen to check through the uh, errors on IMDb for this one. I don't know oh, if you guys boy. have seen that. Um, and I found something that made me lose a little bit of faith in humanity. It just, which is already at an all-time low for 2020. Uh, so one of the categories they allow is plot holes. And someone took their time to log into IMDb. You need to be registered to post a plot hole. Yeah, you have and to pay the, for this. And type the following three plot holes. Uh, why would old lady Hackmore specifically tell Ernest how to release the troll? It's revealed at the end that old lady Hackmore had siblings turned by the troll before he was captured the first time. Uh, that would make her over 200 years old. Almost as if that's the point, buddy. And then finally, the citizens of modern-day Briarville don't believe in the legend of Trantor the Troll, except for old lady Hackmore, Ernest, and Elizabeth. If he really did kidnap kids and terrorize the town, it would have been in the newspaper archives and as a missing persons case. Do you know how we talk about missing persons case, like, today? Yeah, <laughs> by watching Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix, you fucking troll. Someone, like, like they're the ones who lost. Like, I feel like... Like, I, I realize how dumb people are, but someone took time out of their life. They're never going to get that time back writing down those three errors. Okay, but... Like, imagine so watching Ernest Scared Stupid and getting mad. <laughs> I mean, I got mad, but for different reasons, okay? But, like, this is an easy fix, okay? You just make Eartha Kitt's character a ghost. And when she, you know, when she brings her family back from the dead, you find out that they're all ghosts and they disappear because they just, they figured out what they needed to, you know, fix that was her in the life. Business, it's yeah. her unfinished business. Bullshit. It's over. Congratulations. Yeah. But I, I, but also I can't fault whoever did this because I've been this angry before to be like, you know, I'll spend the $15 a month to get the IMDB profile to just say my piece. Chris, did you write this? No, I didn't, because I absolutely enjoyed the hell out of this film. Oh, uh, yeah, so let's get to our, our final judgments here on this one. Um, what do you boys think? Yes, 110% yes, you have to watch this. And again, use Hoopla, get a library card, watch it for free, or, you know, spend a little bit of money, spend the $3. It's, it is an absolute joyride. Um, there's problems in it, sure, but God, it's just delightful. It's so much fun. Yeah, definitely wholehearted recommend. It's a lot of fun. Um, and it's probably not one that I'll be rushing to rewatch anytime soon. Oh no, it'll but be a year. Yeah, it'll probably be something yeah, like that's a that's a Halloween twenty twenty one when hopefully Halloween uh can happen again. Um but it's like 
but it really, as I said before, like Jim Varney is just, he's a strong performer. Like he is just a really strong performer. Like, and even beyond the earnest character, like he has, he has one of my favorite Simpsons lines, which is the, the, well, there's no shame in being beaten by the best. Well, he did. We were beaten by the best. <laughs> I love that Grifter <laughs> episode. It's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I will say I, I'm going to give a slightly more qualified recommend and say, like, watch it definitely, especially because it's free on Hoopla. Uh, have your phone ready and use like if there's a scene that's not catching you or you're not entertained by go ahead and start cruising IMDb, like find the trivia, read that stuff, find the other things you find entertaining, because uh, like I said, it's all act two. So it's just random, random event, random event, random event, random event, troll yeah, tree. When we there was the when when there was the scene in the in the school, the gymnasium, like I looked at the timer and it's like, how is there 30 minutes left in this movie? Because also that's after the like what would normally be the start of Act Three, like oh the kid gets taken away and his and the sheriff's like Ernest go away this is fake get out of here Ernest don't you know you're not wanted throwing rocks <laughs> at him get back into the spooky woods we don't love you anymore Ernest uh yeah so uh, happy Halloween everyone and and watch Ernest scared stupid yeah yes um I found an interesting from trash to treasure for this week <laughs> go on so uh. Again, I guess kind of sticking with uh, older older ladies who have poor ch- poor choices in film. Um, this five star review comes from Deb, and uh, her five star review is not too scary for a three year old. Which I say bullshit. Your three year old should not watch this movie. Oh yeah, that three year old's gonna have problems. Yeah, yeah. Wait, bring that <laughs> review to your therapist uh, in twenty years. Uh, it, 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 now she did. She did say adults and children alike will laugh at the silly earnest and a fun Halloween movie. I, I do agree. You know, it is fun. Um, but I was curious to see what else Deb gave five star reviews to. Very little, but there are two that stood out. Um, Ernest goes to Africa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no other Ernest movie, which you would think. Um, the first one is the New York Notary Public Exam Speed Study Guide. <laughs> she said, simplifies your studies. Uh, this book is an excellent study guide. I passed the New York Notary Test on my very first try after preparing for only one week. Thanks, Amazon. This book is worth the price. So now we know Deb is a notary. So if yeah, you're in- so if you're in New York, if you're a New York listener uh, and you have some paperwork needs notary, track down Deb and talk about her nurse scared stupid while she stamps your pages. That's right. <laughs> now, <laughs> I will tell you the second five-star review she gave is a little... Um, <clears throat> Romance novel? Oh, better than a romance novel, my friend. Oh. She gave a five-star review to Adidas Men's Performance Mesh Boxer Briefs Underwear Pack 2. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. (laughs) What does our notary think? It's so great because the title (laughs) gets her stamp of approval. Give me a second here. Oh my god. The title is five stars. No crotch rot. <laughs> okay. Uh, These... <laughs> oh, we, guys, we've had a lot of fun here today. Uh, but a serious note for our listeners. If you're if the crotch in your underwear is rotting out, you need to go talk to your doctor immediately. Yes, I understand uh... COVID, put on a mask, do what you have to do, but if you are rotting the crotch out of your underwear regularly enough that you need to mention it in a review. Please consult your doctor. Five stars, no crotch rot. These underpants keep my husband from chafing, a.k.a. crotch rot. Aha, aha. 
Wait, she typed aha, uh-huh, aha? Uh-huh. She typed aha, aha. Why? What is happening in the universe? <laughs> this, I mean, I'll give her credit. This is from this year, August 16th of 2020. So maybe she's just like, fuck it, I'm done. I'll tell everybody that my husband's got crotch rot real bad. Maybe someone will come and help. Oh. All right, all right, gents. Well, thanks for helping me take a little trip down my childhood. Uh, like I said, not quite to the levels of Suburban Commando, but still a satisfying trip back to my youth. I mean, Brandon, you're still batting a thousand here, buddy. Yeah, like you, so. your recommends are... Yeah, they're, they're right on top. You know why? Much. Because I go last. So after I go through two weeks of the bullshit you guys make me watch, I'm like, <laughs> okay. I just need a fucking win. First I mean, off, critters, critters, sorry, apologies to Critters. Like, Critters was good. Like, it's I not all bad. I redeemed myself a little bit with Critters, okay? <laughs> but for the most part, at least in the in the, in the past incarnation of this podcast, after slogging through with you guys, I was like, I need something that's going to make me feel again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and feel it did. This year um, more than ever. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we've now gone around the horn. At this point, we're going back to Brian Horn. Brian, what's your pick for next week? Oh, Brandon. You know how we're talking so much about like movies that are just so exciting and thrilling. Uh, my pick for next week is uh, 2000's Mission to Mars. Oh, oh. my god, I remember that. Oh, wait, oh is that the one god. I'm thinking of? Oh, no. Oh, that's not the one I've seen. Oh, I actually have a story about Mission to Mars, but I have actually not seen Mission to Mars. I mean, we'll we'll talk about it next week, but... I have a personal uh, connection with this movie. Um, that I, I, uh, that my, my experience with this movie, I would very much am going to talk about it. I'm just going to warn you, though, if you're making me watch Mission to Mars, there's a very high likelihood I'm going to pick Rocket Man for my film. Uh, please do, because that movie is delightful and it has, <laughs> it has him farting into a mutually shared home. Oh, the Harlan Williams a, one? It's worth yeah. everything for yeah. that. Because I was like, I was like, you said Rocket Man. I'm like the Elton John movie. Oh uh, no. no, I'm sorry, Disney's Rocket Man. Yes, and there's a monkey in that movie that fucking hates him, which is yeah. beautiful. All right, uh, well, yeah, Mission to Mars. Okay, we'll see. We'll see how Brian does. We'll see if I need to save myself from the pits of despair again. <laughs> Spoiler alert: You will. All right. <laughs> you will. Um, <laughs> does anybody have anything to plug? Uh, wear a mask and vote. I mean, not really. It's just. Um... I mean, you can follow uh, Trash Watch on uh, social media. We are at um, we are at Trash Watch Podcast on Instagram and at Trash Watch Cast on Twitter. Just you know, follow and, us, yeah. check it out, and um, you know, uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Yes, good please. reviews. And uh, good if ratings. you have any otherwise, get out suggestions. Of here. Yeah, absolutely. And if you have any suggestions for films that we have not talked about that you think we should, you can always drop us an email. It's trashwashpodcast at gmail.com.